I'm always telling them, don't go far away. Think about, you know, now how to make your community, your city, a happy, safe place for the residents. Uh, and uh, when it comes to my work, for example, we are thinking, I'm always telling my team, let us think about the basic services, the smart services that we can offer it to our partners so we can improve the lifestyle here in Oman. If we are going to improve the services, we have first to think about the smart utilities. What are the smart utilities that we need as a citizen? Hi, smart community friends. In this episode of the Smart Community Podcast, I have a very interesting conversation with Layla Al-Hadrami. Layla is the Smart Cities Development Manager at the National Energy Centre in Oman and ready to talk about her favourite topic, smart cities. Layla begins by telling us about her background and her passion for the digital world and smart cities, how sustainability drew her into the smart community space, and we also discuss the importance of knowledge sharing in smart communities. Layla then shares with us how she is working to build smart communities in Oman, what a smart community is to her, and we discuss the importance of investing in people's skills and empowering people. Layla then tells us about her current work leading smart city projects at the National Energy Centre before discussing how Oman has embraced the smart community concept and its evolution over the last five years. We finish our chat discussing the emerging trends of serving the basic needs first in communities before looking to the future and the changes the COVID-19 pandemic has brought to our working and online learning lives. As always, we hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Welcome to the smart community, smart regions, smart towns, and smart cities. It's where we live, work, and play with smart communities. The future starts today. Big data, smart mobility, emerging trends galore. The Smart Community Podcast is what you're looking for. Hello, Layla. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Hi, I'm more excited to be with you today to speak about a very interesting topic. Your favorite topic I heard on the grapevine? Yes, it is. And I'm really so happy because smart community is always you know, one of my favorite topics in smart cities. Perfect. Well, let's just jump straight in. And can you tell us about your background and what you're passionate about? Hey, when it comes to my background, you know, I don't want to just, uh, you know, a little bit chuckle when I say what's my background, because when they hear me speaking about the emerging technologies, the connectivity, Lawrence, and, other, and then I suddenly say, my background is English literature. They say, what? And I say, you know, it's the passion. I started, you know, my passion thing really as English literature. Then I decided to have my master in online learning. And maybe online learning, it might be, you know, uh, have the story where, you know, I have the passion about the digital world. Because, you know, uh, I study online. So I experienced how the life to be online learner. And then I joined uh, uh, the E-Uman uh, project, and which is, the, you know, the national project in data transformation to lead Oman to be E-Uman. And uh, I spent around 10 years uh, on that uh, project. And uh, I started, you know, my story with Smart Cities in 2017 as I joined the Smart City platform. And I was the director of, uh, you know, the building capacity in smart cities, which is very close to that smart community, as I said, my favorite, uh, you know, talk for today. And I got uh, certified in different global certificates, uh, user experience, uh, 
digital transformation, uh, change management, uh, uh, project management, and knowledge management. So these are some of my basic uh, certificates that have been certified so far on it because it's about the knowledge that make us be passionate about uh, going uh, in and our projects. And uh, these uh, projects that let me very close from where I am today, because as I say, the smart community is about the knowledge and then sharing this knowledge with people and then how to empower people. So then it led me to today's talk about, you know, smart community with you, so I'm currently working as a, uh, it has been almost like now 15 years in the government sector. And I just now joined recently National Energy Center, which is a semi-government, but mostly as a private sector to lead the smart city projects. I was talking about smart cities, you know, theoretically in the last 10 years, but now I'm very close uh, in the execution implementation. I love it. And we were talking just on the pre-chat around now you've got people in your team, all, you know, their, their titles, smart communities are in their title. And I think that's a real big shift that we've seen in the last, you know, when we started the podcast, I was 2018, I started calling myself a smart community consultant. There was a few other people that did as well, but now... Uh, you know, we're seeing these type of roles advertised, which is really exciting. Yes, indeed. it's really mm-hmm. indeed, you know, interesting uh, to speak about smart community because when it comes to the communities, always remind me with communities of practice because community of practice, you know, it was, uh, you know, founded uh, first in 1990s by Winder and his colleague. Uh, and that was, was uh, you know, my passion started from my master learning because when we speak about community of practice, it's about a group of people, they gather and they share the same passion to that area. For example, this group is sharing uh, a knowledge about, uh, you know, the passion for um, smart cities, or let me say about uh, project management, about improving the government services zone. So they call it COB, you know, as a shortcut for that community practice. In order, you know, just, we are just now called the community smart because now they are using, for example, the online tools so they can uh, communicate very well. And also they have uh, different aspects. That's what makes a smart community really unique and very interesting to empower any project that we can work on it recently. Mm-hmm. And I think um, with the community of practice, it's it's this you know group of people that come together, common interests, but also that they want to continue to improve that area. I think that's a really interesting one. It's not just, oh, we're going to talk about this. It's how do we continue to build and improve, which is, you know, in this space, is what we're looking for in smart communities to improve people's quality of life and build this sector up so then we can really fulfill that. Totally agree with you because, you know, when it comes to the technology, I'm always telling them it's not about technology, it's about the people themselves. So that's why it's really very important to focus on smart community because if you are able to succeed the smart community, the people themselves, making them happy, we're going to succeed in all our projects. So it's not about technology, it's about the people because they are the ones who are going to drive this technology and succeed it in our cities. Mm. Now, you told us a little bit about how you got into the smart city, smart community space. What really drew you in when you decided to, you know, you were, you were shifting, changing, doing more study? What really drew you to smart communities? You know, the smart community was really making me really attracted to this concept. Uh, I found their sustainability. Because if you want, you know, people to, you know, to have that sustainability in something, you have to create a community for them. And maybe the first, uh, if, you, if I can, you know, share this uh, interesting story. When I was working in the government, we used to invest a lot on people in the building capacity, you know, in different uh, projects. Because if you want them, for example, 
to work in the digital transformation, first you have to invest on them. But we got always that question, why you are investing on us and the knowledge is staying with us? It was really a challenge that you are investing in people, but they are not going back to their offices so they can work again because they might have, for example, a bad manager. They don't have somebody to believe on them and so on. So we say we have a lot of capabilities and we are investing a lot of money on these people that you are you know, investing at the government level. So the idea it came from there. Why not to think about something to make that sustainable, to let people who have that knowledge to share it with other people, people who have you know, the knowledge or let me say the experience because in the community, it's about two main things. It's about the experience and the knowledge. And you want to empower these two skills so you can succeed in achieving any project. So we created the first community of practice in change management. Uh, and it was first at the government level. And, and we say, if you want to succeed, it, it should not be at the government level. Let us have somebody also from the private sector. Why? Because the private sector are always, you know, they are working rapidly, not like the government. The government, they always, you know, working slowly and so on with the projects. But, to, you know, to the private, it's about making money. So they have to do everything in hurry. So we said we should get the other blood from the private sector. So the government employees can also learn from them, hear about their good experience. Because sometimes you want somebody to say their successful story. Because if you bring somebody from outside, you say, okay, they can do it in Australia, but we cannot do it here in Oman. But if you bring somebody from the same community, and, and I'm saying same community, so it might be the same country. So you can see how we are now referring to the community, to the country. And when they heard the story from that organization, they say, okay, they did it. So we can do it also. Let us move. And that's what happened, you know. They started to obtain the knowledge and the experience. Everyone was sharing their successful story. They say, we did this methodology. We succeed on this. So the others, they will just, you know, watch, listen and see. And then they will start asking questions. Can we visit you? So you can see now the knowledge and the experience is going around the people in that community. So that's mm. how really started, you know, my passion with the community of practice. Then after two years, we decided to launch another community. And it was related to the Smart City platform that I joined them in 2017. Because at that time, we said we need everyone to speak our language. And when I say to speak our language, if we are going to say smart cities, we need everyone to understand what is really smart city? What are the emerging technologies? And as I say, so it's really like a challenge. If you are going to speak about that technology, people, they will resist any change. You know, because it's something national. It's like a habit for us. We don't like to try anything new. We say, okay, the people outside our country can do it, but we cannot do it. We are not qualified. We are not ready for that. So we decided to make it very much, let me say, friendly. And everyone was saying, why are you doing that? I said, we need to build a trust on people so we can break that fear on them. Because, you know, people are always feeling comfortable in their comfort zone. They don't want to leave that comfort zone because they feel they might fail. They might not succeed and so on. So we share uh, and we said, we will let the people from this community Smart, and we call it Smart City Ambassadors. And we say, let us be focused. Every month, we are going to focus on one technology. And we decide which technology to start. 
in 2017, you know, the trendy technology at that time, it was blockchain. Everyone was talking about blockchain. Everyone was speaking about investing with the coins and so on. So say that people from our community talk about this. And you know what happened, uh, you know, uh, Zoom? It was really interesting to find that we have some people who are qualified. So we didn't know that we have people from our own community, from our own country. They are qualified, for example, in blockchain. So they came and they, you know, delivered some knowledge areas, some sessions in Arabic. That was really interesting because it makes it easier for government sector, for example, the employees, to understand how can we use, for example, the blockchain in some of the services at government level. And they give some good examples that make impact. The first time you started with that community, it was around six sessions in three different cities in Oman. And that was before COVID-19. We started, I think, it was in 2019. We started in November. So, uh, yeah, we started with blockchain. The next month, we get more ambassadors joining us. Everyone felt excited. They say, we can also be part of that community so we can share the knowledge. And the number was expanding from three cities to six cities around Oman. And the next month, we have nine cities joining us. So that was, you know, very successful. And then COVID-19 started. And then we went online. Mm-hmm. So we continue with that uh, community. Yeah, well, and it's so interesting. It's like demystifying some of these technologies. And then also you draw out that knowledge, like you were saying, and that experience that you don't even realize exists in your community until you start asking those questions. And then I imagine that expands out even further because then you go, oh, yeah, actually, I know this person who does that as well. I'll introduce you to them. And, and, you know, it just goes further and further. And, and, you know, the interesting of that community, it's uh, from different sectors. If you are Mm. going to speak about the smart ecosystem, we have the academia. We have somebody from the private sector, from the government sector, SMEs, because some of them, they are, you know, SMEs and startups. And some of them, they are just individuals interested to listen about what is really happening around. So it was really interesting to have it from all the sectors in that community. At the beginning, there was resistance, you know. For example, some of, some of the academy, they would say, uh, what is the benefit that we are going to get if we are going to join this community? Uh, we say, we cannot pay you, but we're going to, you know, market for you. So there is this at the beginning, but some of them, they were willing to be part of that community. The next month, everyone was so much excited to be part of it because they touch it, you know, the impact that has left with everyone. You know, nowadays, till today, everyone is calling me, Leila, we need from you a help. Could you please nominate somebody in IoT or blockchain so they can come and deliver, for example, a session to our employees, to our college, to our university. So you can see now, now everyone, they know that smart city investors, they can conduct a session anytime, anywhere. But now we are also going to the global uh, virtually. I love that. Physically, yeah. Yeah. No, thanks so much for sharing that. That's such a great example. And like we're talking about integration across different disciplines. You know, we're going to, I was going to ask you a question about that, but you've perfectly answered that already. Now I'm just going to lift out a little bit because I realized I haven't asked you, what is a smart community to you? Smart community for me, it is similar to when we say about the smart cities. Smart cities, everyone is asking me, they say that smart city is about technology. And I say, no, it's not just about technology. It's about, you know, our cities. How can we live in our cities happily and safely? Then we will use the technology in order just to solve some of the current challenges that we have. It will be the same with a smart community. It's about, you know, group of people living in community, trying to solve some issues 
so they can live happily. So I link it together similar to what is uh, in smart uh, cities because this community is going to lead different projects. They will find the challenges and they will discuss it passionately. Then they will be able to come up with solutions so they can improve it. That's my definition. Mm, and it's about it. happiness, I think. Happiness, making people happy. Making people happy. Yeah, I like it. And I, I also like, you know, it's not about technology, but that that is an enabler. And I think sometimes we, like, that's what makes well, this conversation so interesting because we want to solve problems with technology. Well, not just technology, that's the tool, right? We need people, we need data, we need so many different things, communication, all these very, um, I guess, traditional things, but then also that there is this new technology or not even new technology, sometimes quite old technology, but different ways of thinking that we can use to solve these really big challenges, which, you know, the whole world is grappling with, right? And so if I can share something, you know, just, you know, okay. for example, I like get now, like a new uh, team just joined me and uh, his new title, you know, is uh, because as I said, we have a new department and his title is Smart Community Specialist. And I was talking to him. His name is Khalid. And I was telling him, Khalid, we need to make people happy here. We need to invest on them because if you are going to speak about smart community, it's about also investing on people. Because I told him, we have people that we invested on them. I said, I just found out that we have people who can, you know, uh, work with the smart sensors, with the robots. But nobody knows about them. We need to take these employees outside we need them to represent our community, not just at NEC, also outside NEC, because they have a great uh, skills. Uh, the company has invested on them, and they return back to their offices working technically. We don't want them just to work technically. We want to take them from that, you know, background. Let me say the environment, because most of the people, most of their life, they will just go to the office, spend their time in front of their laptop, and that's all. But if you want to create that community, the smart community. It's about empowering these employees so they can share their knowledge. And the first task that I signed to, you know, Khalid, uh, my new employee, I told him, Khalid, it's your first uh, task to sit and meet these employees that we have invested on them outside Oman because they went outside Oman so they can know how to work with these sensors. You know, I have these sensors in front of me about the IT sensors and so on. And I told them, you have to know the skills, the strength, the weakness about each one of them. If they have weakness, we should improve it. If they have strengths, we should, you know, empower them. So they can, we can, you know, show off that we have invested, the, you know, on them and we can tell the community about them. So this is what they consider, you know, as a smart community about also empowering our own community and let them be effective outside this community. So yeah, I like, but, you know, I just remember that and I wanted to share that with you. I like it. I like it. I was just thinking as you were talking there around what does is it brings it back to, you know, these are not just, uh, I guess, like technical people that know stuff about sensors. These are people with with all sorts of different skills that we want to lift up and also then working together as a team just because I'm a coder or whatever, I'm not the same as the next coder. And so then you're lifting in those human elements, which are so important in everyday life, but also particularly when we're talking about smart communities, because we are, yeah, we're not robots. Uh, we're not yet robots. 
So those human elements are so key. So thanks for sharing that. It's really important. That's really, uh, and if I can add something, uh, Zul, because, you know, as soon as I met uh, uh, these uh, young employees, you know, I was asking about their solution. And you, as soon as I started asking about these, you know, their experience, each one of them, they started sharing with me their story. One of them said, I learned how to work with, to configure, you know, the robot. And said, how comes that? I didn't know about, about you. And he said, we work in another project with Nangirabinyota. And I told him, you're going to come after two weeks. You're going to participate. And he said, no, I cannot say, you should. They said, we don't know how to speak. And so on. you would do it. It's just saying about practicing. So it's really good to push this community to be, you know, uh, sharing their knowledge experience because they have a mind of experience that all of us need that, you know, experience. So I told them, you can't do it. So now this is what we are not trying to do is to improve their skills so they can go outside. And I already nominated like two employees so they can participate in a conference after nine days it's here in Oman. So they can, you know, explain exactly what is their projects because we don't want the technical people just to work behind the screen and that's all. We need them also to go outside so they can share it with everyone. So this mm-hmm. is what we're also trying to do as part of our community. Yeah, that's great. Well, let's talk about some of the other projects and things that you've been working on and yet yeah, really keen to hear about some of the smart community things you've been doing. Uh, okay, as part of, because I said, you know, smart community, uh, I just explained it was part of, uh, you know, the change management that we have, the digital transformation, the smart city ambassadors. And now when I joined the NEC, you know, I'm trying to have the smart community at two different levels. First at NEC and then outside NEC. NEC is a shortcut for my organization, National Energy Center. So, you know, I was telling my team, uh, if you are going to speak uh, about smart community, I'm always thinking about making people happy. So how can we make people happy? So I say uh, our core, uh, you know, work is about innovation. If you want to be innovative at our work, because, you know, especially in the private sector, as I said, I was 15 years in the government, but now when I came to the private sector, I found out that if we're not going to be innovative, we'll be kicked out of the market. We will lose our jobs and so on. So this is one of the interesting things that we try to make employees and the team feel excited about learning anything new. So I say, go and learn and come share it with us, the community. So now each one of them, they just go and say, okay, I found this smart solution. Do you think that we will be able to conduct this smart solution in our city here in Oman or go global? So it's becoming like exercise for them. They read and I told them, try to invest as much as you can in yourself. If you are investing in yourself, this will be the best investment for all of us. Because you invest in yourself, you come and uh, share with us what you have learned so far. And it's becoming like a habit now. So we started within our smart community and now we are trying to expand it to all NEC community. So we can let everyone speak our language because we are going to speak about smart cities, about these solutions. We need everyone, even you know the coffee maker and so on. We want them also to speak our language so they can understand what is really our company is about. If we are going to speak about the IoT sensors and so on, do they understand what are these technology? Do they know what our projects and so on? So that's how we're going to drive it. It's based on the innovation. So every day is not a routine. It's about being unique and being happy because whenever they search for something new, they carry up to my office and say, we found something interesting. So yeah, this is how I want you really to be and so on. So they become even happier 
because it's not about the routine, the same routine to go to your office and work on the same routine as on. So now they, uh, every time, even though sometimes I find the same article, we found a good article, please check it and so on. So I'm really so much happy to about my team, how they are really now driving uh, the innovation within the team and also within the community of NEC. Mm, love it, love it. Now, let's lift out a little bit to Aman. How is Aman embracing this kind of smart, well, both smart, like smart city and smart community kind of concepts? Is it uh, like you've always been doing lots of work in this space, the government before as well. How is Aman embracing it? And, and, and second part of that question, how has it changed over, you know, maybe the past five years? Okay, this is really interesting. You know, when I say that I joined the Smart City platform in 2017, I always call that uh, period as the first phase of Smart City. It was from 2017 till 2020. So that area, it was about the knowledge, sharing just the knowledge, uh, trying to have different hackathons, ideathons. Why we wanted everyone to start speaking the language, because at that time, not everyone was speaking about Smart Cities. And even when you say smart city, they say, what's that smart city? And sometimes I just like to call it like sustainable cities. So we can, you know, avoid the saying smart uh, every time because we want everyone to say a smart city or sustainable city. It's about our cities that we can live happily on it. So that was the first phase. And uh, I'm really proud to say that we succeed. Why we succeed? Because now we are in 2021 that, you know, the concept of smart and sustainable cities is being adopted at government level. We started from bottom-up approach. Now it is from up to, you know, bottom-up approach. Now it is part of the Oman 2040 vision. And now everyone started saying, we need to be part of that vision. Because you know, if you want to be successful, whether you are a government or a private sector, you have to align your vision to be part of the national uh, vision. And now everyone will say, we want to be smart. Everyone now is coming to us. We want to be smarter. How can we be successful in our services? How can we have a smart city? How can we have a smart industrial area and so on? So I'm really so much happy now that everyone, they know that language and now they are thinking how to implement it. Even the people themselves, uh, they started talking differently. In the past, they will not talk like they are talking today. Let me share with you, for example, one story. Recently, we got a cyclone that hit Oman. It was called Shaheen. Uh, so many cities, it was uh, which were you know very close from the coast. It were affected badly, damaged houses were damaged and so on. People who are working, for example, in the forecast, they approached me. They say, Leila, we got a cyclone. How can the IOP solutions help us to improve our performance for the next coming emergency cases and so on? So now even the people. They are not thinking like before. Now they are thinking about the technology, how the technology can improve our life, our service, our performance. So I'm really so much yeah, proud to say that now even the people themselves, it's not just about the government and the organization, even the people, the community started thinking, how can we improve our lives with technology? Mm, that's so interesting. And like now they've gone, I, I know I have this problem, and then rather than starting with the technology, like, oh, I've got IoT sensors, where's a problem that I can solve? It's the other way around, right? They're going, I've got this problem. Oh, I know that Layla's been doing some stuff with this. Oh, I'll ask her. And then, yeah, you can actually make a real difference. And I think because then people know it's available. And as you were talking, I was thinking these types of things are, are, are because you've shared 
this shared this information at a very early stage and continue to build that up and you know going back to the community of practice about getting people together and sharing information and now people are actually going oh oh this could work this could help us because we we have this real problem mm. that is true and you know mom recently you know i really so much as sometimes to share the story i'm telling everyone you know the technology is not becoming something legendary it's something mandatory that we have to adapt it in our lives especially for example when i say for example the social media now you know in the past you let me say 10 years ago when you say algorithm which is related to the ai nobody understand that phrase except the people who are working with the ai and the technology nowadays you know everyone is using that term for example last time you know i was saying why i'm not seeing this and you know my sister she just replied back it is the algorithm of you know instagram you know, it has to be like this so it can show you what you really like and so on so even the young generation are talking about that the old generations my mother she was saying why this is appearing in my social media i'm just uh, not following this so they now understand how these technologies are really working and so on. so everyone now they feel that this technology it's a must because improving their services and you know people nowadays are paying taxes so they're expecting better services for them so because you know in the past people they say people are resisting technology and so on. no no everyone they want technology to improve their lives and so on so there's no excuse for you know that governments or we say countries organization to not implement these services to improve the lives of their employees or their citizens mm, and it's exactly right it's what how we use it as a tool not something that's added on or that has no use uh, and i think that's a really key one we want it to be that base and provide us with better services what we don't want is excess stuff that doesn't make sense or is just flashy or isn't available to everybody because we can't access it or or whatever the case is we don't know how to use it or doesn't make sense or why is it doing that with my data you know those type of questions but i feel like if we can start i guess what i like about what you just said there is it's about asking those questions and now we actually have some of the answers like the smart community is not exclusive to just people that understand technology and it can't be and it definitely should not be and yeah. i think that's where we can then start asking those questions and we all have different backgrounds we all have different knowledge and so we can share that and then we can ask the right questions or someone else can ask the right questions so we can hear those answers which i think goes back to your community practice thing you talked about earlier is how we share the experience and the knowledge which is so key this is true and you know one of the interesting stories because uh, you know for example my dad he loves gardening and he's part of a community that they love you know uh, they share the knowledge and experience about the gardening and the tips and so on and whenever he learns about something new for example how they can take care of their plants about their gardens and so on he and my mom they started for example mentioning some names that it was for me very odd to say what's that term they said ah oh, this is like a kind of medicine the kind of thing that we have to use with our gardens so you can see now people are becoming part of different communities and now they are using these platforms for example they are using the whatsapp and other social platforms so they can you know be part of that community they don't know these people but now they are becoming part of their community so they can exchange the tips how they can improve their products and so on and that was really interesting for me even you know the the people who are in the house and so on, they are not waiting to be part of community they are now finding different ways so they can be part of that smart community to improve any hobby that they have it yeah 
You're so right. Yeah, that, it's a common theme and then using the technology as a tool, right? It doesn't have to be super yeah. advanced. It's just, I love that story. We're going to zoom to the future now. And can you tell us about some of the emerging trends that people aren't talking about enough? Comes to the future, everyone is so much excited about the future. Everyone wants uh, smart solutions because, and I always say, when it comes to the future, let us think about the basic needs for us as citizens. Don't go, don't think about, you know, going to the march and so on. Start from the basic needs because I am a citizen. What is the basic services for me? So I can guarantee that I'm going to live sustainably in the city. I will live longer. I'm not going to live to other cities. I'm not going to live to be the opposite for you, Zoo, and so on. So I'm always telling them, for example, I remember that we used to have, uh, uh, you know, when I was a kid, we lived in an area for 20 years. Then we moved from that area. Why? Because of the traffic, because of the pollution, and so on. So people sometimes, they are running away from cities because of such challenges. And you are looking for a safe place where you can raise your kids because also you want to guarantee that you're going to have a safe community for your kids. So this is how, you know, the future for me. I'm always telling them, don't go far away. Think about, you know, now how to make your community, your city, a happy, safe place for the residents. Uh, and uh, when it comes to my work, for example, we are thinking, I'm always telling my team, let us think about the basic services, the smart services that we can offer it to our partners so we can improve the lifestyle here in Oman. If we are going to improve the, you know, the services, we have first to think about the smart utilities. What are the smart utilities that we need as a citizen? Everyone is thinking about the water service, the energy, you know, the gas metering services, the transportation. So we start with these. Then we say, let's go for the future flying cars and so on. It's about the basic needs. And all of that, we have to serve first the basic needs for ourselves as citizens, then we go to the future. And for the future, we will have another talk. Yeah. Yeah. Because, no, yeah, I, because you know, as I said, because you know, it's changing day after day. The technology is changing. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to have like another talk. As I said, blockchain was changing in 2017. Today, we have another technology and so on. Yeah. And I think also... It's hard to have a conversation about, yeah, like to say autonomous vehicles or something when people don't have access to basic services. I think, uh, and that's what we want to, uh, we want to make this easier and better. And, you know, it's not business as usual. It's not, this is how we've always done it because we can really improve that efficiency, resources, et cetera. But, and that's all great for internal, but it's actually about offering a better service to our customers and to our community. And I think that's really key. And, Thinking like that, particularly government agencies that, you know, we're serving customers and like you were talking about earlier, people's expectations of what that looks like are increasing or changing rather because they are able to access these things. So when they can't easily pay a bill or easily do these things, I think why it's possible, it's all possible and probably more effective and more efficient. So, yeah, I think that's really key. I was thinking, obviously, what's happening and you talked about when you first started in, in 2017. Is there any other conversations, I suppose, that you've, you know, we talk about how the conversations have changed, but is there anything else that you've seen, particularly like maybe in Oman, that is really, really shifted that you were kind of surprised about, maybe maybe since COVID-19? 
Well, since COVID-19, it makes, you know, the digital uh, life possible because before COVID-19, they said we cannot work from home. They said uh, we should always work from office. Uh, the meeting that we have at the virtual, you know, uh, meeting that, uh, for example, nowadays when somebody is coming and say, oh, we need to meet you physical, I said, why not uh, have the online? I can meet you later on physical, but let us say started online uh, meeting, then we can go to a physical one if you are going for, for further discussion and so on. So this is one of the things that really changed in our lives that uh, we are having, even when it comes to the learning. It used, you know, it empowered, you know, the communities because the communities used to have, you know, most of the, let me say, the learning to be physical. Now our communities are becoming more empowered because they can learn anytime, anytime, anywhere. And, you know, I still remember when the first time, you know, I got my master in 2000, uh, that was in 2008, when I started, you know, my uh, master in online learning, everyone was saying, how comes that you are taking your master online? You know, at that time, nobody believed there's something called online learning. But because of COVID-19, it made it possible. Now, everyone, they believe on the power of online courses, online learning, online working. So it's becoming like now part of our habits. It's no more like before. Everyone says, what is that? Now they say, everyone, we want to learn online also. Because it's possible. It's making our life easier so we can work and learn at the same time. One of the good things that, for example, uh, it also improves the productivity because we use, for example, to drive uh, around two hours just to attend a meeting for 30 minutes. Now we can conduct different meetings virtually instead of, you know, wasting our time and, uh, you know, our money. So we can just reach that far away meeting. So this is what I'm really so much happy about COVID-19, that it has empowered about the online uh, platforms, the online working so on. Now, for example, with my team, I'm telling them, if you want to work, you can work from anywhere. No need to come to the office. We can just come to the office so we can have some conversation and continue our work. You can go anywhere. You can go to coffee shop if you want to think about, because as I said, you know, the nature of our work is about innovation. Uh, so they have to be, you know, feeling comfortable to work anywhere, flexible for them. If they are not comfortable in the office, they are getting a lot of people interrupting them. Work from any place. Work from anywhere so you can be productive because I care a lot about your work to be innovative and productive. So this mm. is what I'm really so much proud that most, and I can see it everywhere, Zoom. I can see it, most of the organizations are taking that, uh, you know, direction, especially when it comes to the private sector, because their works depends a lot on the productivity and innovation. And we have something in common. We're both studying. We have both studied at USQ. So, yeah, you know, we're, both, really we, we're online students. Colleagues, what's That's the word? So Peers, yes. <laughs> Classmates. Don't okay, agree with you. <laughs> um, we should okay. face to face. Oh, oh, yeah, that's got to happen. Definitely. When borders open up, I'll be there. I will um, attend your graduation. I will attend your graduation because I haven't attended my graduation. So we can make it to you not once. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, it's nearly time to wrap up. It's been such a great conversation. I feel like we could talk for a lot longer and, and we will meet face-to-face sometime in the near, hopefully not too far future. In your, um, in your, in your graduation. Yes, yes. Okay. We'll do that. We'll arrange that. But thank you so much, Layla, for coming onto the podcast. And I really enjoyed this and I think uh, we'll have many more conversations. There are many more conversations to have, rather, and I'm really keen to have those. And I've been following you on LinkedIn. Um, if those in the audience haven't yet, 
check it out. You're always posting stuff, always great stuff, speaking at different things, sharing that knowledge. So thank you for that. I just have one last question, which is how can people connect with you? I'm there everywhere. This is the, you know, the power of digital transformation. Write my name, you find me everywhere. <laughs> but mostly I'm, LinkedIn. I'm very active in LinkedIn, as you say. So yes, so you can find me there. And Thank I'm really you. glad to connect with everyone. Perfect, Layla. We'll um, put the link in the show notes so people can click away and find you. But thank you again so much for coming on to the podcast. It's my pleasure, Zoo. Thank you so much and wish you a lovely day. And thanks again for hosting me in this beautiful and interesting session. Thank you, Layla. And we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. The Smart Community Podcast is brought to you by My Smart Community. If you're looking for support in podcast strategy and production, workshop design and facilitation, or communication and media advisory, get in touch. Email hello at mysmart.community or head to www.mysmart.community. Thanks so much for listening to the Smart Community Podcast. Show notes for this episode and all other episodes are available on our website, mysmart.community slash podcast. If you have any questions for us or any of our guests, you can email hello at mysmart.community. You can also find us on the socials. We are on LinkedIn and Twitter at smartcomhq. That's com with two M's. If you are enjoying the podcast, please hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And we would love for you to leave us a rating and review at wherever you listen. This really helps us reach more ears and eyes. So thank you for your support. As always, we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Community podcast is what you're looking for.